Bisiyata Deshmaya, we've spent the last couple of shiurim of this series learning Sicha Saran on Sicha Ayin Dalid. And the whole Sicha Ayin Dalid has really been about tefillah. And we've learned many different perspectives about tefillah, step by step, different angles, with different teachings that we've added and aided us in our understanding of Rabbi Nachman's teaching of Ayin Dalid 74, or 75 rather. Now we move Be'ezus Hashem into Ayin Vav, which is Sicha 76. The 76th lesson in Sicha Saran, and unsurprisingly wedded to Ayin He, which is a Sicha all about Tefillah, Sicha Ayin Vav is a Sicha about learning Torah, Limar HaTorah. And similar to Sicha Ayin He, it's pretty long, it's pretty lengthy. I'm going to share my screen now, we'll take a look at it. And when it came to this sicha, just in preparation, I decided that it would be best to just go through the whole entire sicha from beginning to end. It's a little bit lengthy, but we'll try to cover the whole thing in today's shir. And then in the next shir or two, we'll go back and we'll look at other sources because the whole sicha really needs to be learned in one sitting so that we can balance different chalakim, different parts of this sicha with the other parts and get a broader picture of the whole teaching as Rabbi Nachman lays it out here in this incredible and well-known Sicha, Sicha Ayin Vav, in order to aid our understanding of the different pieces and also to be able in future shiurim to make reference to the different parts of the Sicha, I've added English headings just to split the Sicha up into these uh, five different elements, these five different chapters, if you will, within Sicha Ayin Vav. So first we're going to learn about the Rebbe's own learning, then we will see about the Rebbe's focus on learning quickly and even saying the words, we'll see. And then the amount that Rabbi Nachman wanted his Hasidim and those that were following his derech to finish in a given year. And then his teaching that review should not be done after one page or two pages, but it should be done after the whole entire Indian that one completes, whether it's a safer, whether it's a chilek of learning, then go back to the beginning, we're gonna learn about that. And then finally, because even just reading these headings, we can understand that there's a certain sense of pressure that comes when you're learning about idealistic goals in Torah study, we learn about the importance of going step by step, not feeling pressured in any way, doing what we can, and at the same time, contextualizing our efforts in the proper healthy way, which is the focus of Rabbi Nachman's teachings, we've learned in many previous shiurim that the whole thing of Rabbi Nachman, when understood properly, is all about balance. It's all about balance. It's all about contextualization. Rabbi Nachman said about his, his, his Sefer Lekut Maran, which is the teachings in the classroom, so to speak, and Sicha Saran, as the title of our series, is called Class Trip with Rabbi Nachman. It's like learning from the Rebbe when you take a trip with a class and you're talking with the Rebbe on the bus and you're schmoozing with him and learning different stories and anecdotes and it's more biographical and it's not so much like sitting in the classroom, so to speak, getting lectured to, but Lekut which is a collection of Rabbi Nachman's um, Torah teachings, the Rebbe says that a person that learns that safer properly, he says a person can gain a moyach gadol, which means just in translation, a big brain, a big mind. What does it mean, a big mind? We have to understand what it means big. What does it mean, gadol? Gadol means expansive. And expansivity connotes breadth. That's what it means, a moyach gadol. 
means we develop a consciousness that's able to balance between a great many different perspectives and utilize all of those perspectives to balance each other out so that we can come to a far more nuanced approach where we understand what we need to be doing to push ourselves. That's called the Hasaga, as we've learned, of always asking, where is Hashem striving to greater and greater heights? And at the same time, we can comfort ourselves and we can also never move too far away from the perspective that in fact, HaKadosh Baruch is right here. He's with me already. And that doesn't either take away from, my nest, from, from the need to strive to greater heights. But at the same time, I don't lose you know, uh, my motivation when I feel like I'm not gaining anything. Hashem is already with me. And it's that balance as it manifests across the whole spectrum of Yiddishkeit that Rabbi Nachman wants to impart, and that's our Darach Halimud, as, as we're learning Sichas Ran and Rabbi Nachman's teachings, always keeping that balance. And that was the Rebbe's whole, whole focus, and we're going to learn that in the context of Limana Taira as we journey through Sicha Ayin Vav Be'ezus Hashem. One more note. The, the um, sugya of Darach Halimud, of the correct approach to Taira study, is a sensitive one. It's a sensitive one because most of us have been educated in yeshivas. And in the yeshivas, a very particular methodology of learning is given over. And we don't really question it. This is the way that we learn. This is the way that Jews learn. Even more specifically, we come out with a pretty clear um, picture of not just the way that we should learn, but what we should learn. Because the yeshivas focus on a particular cycle of mesechtas and a particular kind of approach to an area of limanatayra and that's something that most of us don't even question and when we think about learning we always think about learning within that construct within that derech halimud and within that range of Torah that we come to think well that's what learning Torah means and so we have to understand as we're about to understand, that Sicha Ayin Vav is a radical departure from what most of us have been brought up with in terms of how we would think about what learning means. And we have to be ready to handle that. We have to understand, doesn't mean all of a sudden we should let go of everything that we've learned until now about how to learn and what to learn and just jump to the opposite extreme and go against Chas Shalom, the Seder in the yeshivas, if we happen to be still at that stage in life. That's not what we're, what, you know, what the intention is and that's not the healthy thing and that's not necessarily the right thing as we're going to learn from the Shmuas, from research that I've personally done in terms of how this Sicha is implemented in, in more modern day Breslov circles and so on because we don't necessarily find that everyone does this and certainly not from younger ages, etc. We're going to get into all that with Hashem's help. But to be aware that the yeshivas embody one approach and there are other approaches. We're going to spend time uh, next week, Be'ezus Hashem, learning from the Maral and the Archa Sadikim and the Shlach Kaddish and other Tzadikim who also spoke in this way. But Rabbi Nachman really contextualizes this approach probably more clearly than anyone else in a super, super clear, non-vague, very explicit expression where the Rebbe just lays out in the Sicha an entirely different approach to Lima Nataira, both in terms of its methodology and in terms of what we can access and what Taira means. And it can be a lifesaver for many, many, many individuals who 
unlike the many, 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 perhaps more individuals that the current system, so to speak, and I mean the approach to Lima Torah does work for, there are many, many, many individuals that it doesn't necessarily work for. And if all that they come to understand about learning is within the confines of one particular approach, and they don't know that there are other approaches, so then the result can be that they let go of learning altogether. And so this sicha can be really life-giving. And it could be, as some of you have mentioned to me, that by nature, you have already felt an atiyah, a kind of draw toward the kind of learning that Rabbi Nachman is going to talk about, more bikiyas oriented and we always feel a little bit queasy about that, those of us that have that natiyah, because in yeshiva is the main focus, as we're going to learn, is on ion. And so to be able to see that there was a gadol who we might identify hashkafically with, even though we might not be in a Breslover yeshiva, or we might not have grown up in a Breslover community, or we might not daven in a Breslover shul, but we feel that Rabbi Nachman's hashkafa speaks to our neshama very deeply, to hear that the tzaddik had his, had his own approach to learning, and that that's what aligns with what we feel innately, naturally drawn to. It could be a tremendous chizuk within our own learning and can supercharge our learning in our own and our own derech. And we're going to get into all this Bezus Hashem. But this is going to be, it's going to be different. It might come as a shock. It might be something we need to learn again and again to review. And uh, without further ado, let's get into Sicha Ayin Vav. Besiyata Deshmaya with the help of a Kodesh Baruch Hu, with the intention of being Mekad Hashem Shemayim and revealing His Kavod in the world. Says the Rebbe's Chusya Gunaleinu, or rather we begin with Rebbe Nassim speaking about Rebbe Nachman's own personal learning, about which in many of the Sfarim from Breslov, there's references made to Rebbe Nachman's own accomplishments in Limanat Torah, and this is one of them, perhaps prime and chief among them. Says Rebbe Nassim, Shemati Bishmoi Mikvar. I had heard in Rebbe Nachman's name, Shesipa, that he told over about himself, that the Rebbe had learned the entire Shulchan Aruch, four volumes of Shulchan Aruch, covering the entire spectrum of Halacha. He had learned this four, three times. The first time that Rabbi Nachman learned Shulchan Aruch, which is an, a massive accomplishment, was just, so to, so to speak, just, to learn it, what the words say, and what the halachas are, and what the decisions, halachic decisions are from the Shulchan Aruch, the Mechaber, and the Ramah. Upam Sheini, the second time he learned it, Lama Begamra Isam, Vayyadeya Bechol Din Vidin Me Arba Shulchan Aruch, Hashoyri Shalei Begamra Perish Rashi Taisvis. The second time he learned it, he learned it with the intention of being able to trace every halachic decision back to its source, where it comes from in the Gemara, when the Mishnayis and the Gemara, obviously drawing back to Psukim in the Torah, in Tanakh, and then filtered through the opinions of Rashi, Taisus, and the Rishayin. Upam Shlishi, and the third time that Ibn Achman learned the entire Shulchan Arach, Lamad Begamar Isam, he finished them again, and this time he learned it Kabbalistically, to be able to understand what the mystical underpinnings of these laws were and what is being accomplished and, and, and how the mystical elements of the Torah culminate in this particular guidance with regard to how to act 
when it comes to this halacha, this halacha, and the other halacha. Why? In accordance with the Kabbalistic understanding of the Torah, is this the halacha. And Rabbi Nassim adds, And from all, from the sound of it, says Rabbi Nassim, what we know about Rabbi Nachman, this was all when he was a child. This is not like the sum total of Rabbi Nachman's accomplishments and learning. Because he says, This was just the first three times that he had learned Shulchan Aruch, and then he just reviewed them again and again and again and again throughout his very short life. But al Kapanim, these three cycles of learning Shulchan Aruch, one al Pipshat, the second, you'd say, Bi'iyun, and then the third, al Pisaid, was all when he was young, when he was a child. V'darkai, says Reb Nassin, Rabbi Nachman's way in learning, he was just learning all the time. A lot, a lot, a lot of learning. Even, even though he was ill for the, for the majority of his, of his short and tortured life. But even, says Reb Nassin, even when he was extremely ill at the very end, without going to graphic descriptions of what that looked like, but Reb Nassin does, in Chaim Aran, and it was terrible, terrible, terrible suffering that he experienced. Even though he was constantly under so much different pressure from the responsibility of being a Rebbe and having Hasidim and running a community and a shul and a base medrash, says Reb Nassim, he, he just took care of us and he was busy with us all the time. And busy spending time with individuals and talking with them and guiding them and directing them and, and helping them come close to Hashem. Whatever it was that a person needed help with, Rabbi Nachman was advising them and spending time with them. And his mind also was constantly just experiencing great measures of illumination in a spiritual sense, contemplating godliness and higher level revelations and experiences. So even though he was ill and he had so many communal responsibilities and also there was a part of his consciousness that was always busy just focusing on the divine, even so, he spent many hours a day learning Torah, so to speak, just to actually learn, right? outside of the, 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 the more mystical um, meditations. Actual learning, Tanakh, as we're going to see, Gemara, Rishonim, Achreinim, and so on. Even giving everything that he needed to do and everything that he was doing, he was never, ever Torahed. He was never, like, too busy. He was, he was never in a state of, of, of tension. Rabbi Nachman was always with Yishav Hadas, totally settled, not a care in the world, even though he had so many things to take care of, everything was done with a spirit of Yishav Hadas, which I've said in previous year, and I'll say again, I, I think that if we can find a phrase that best captures the Breslover atmosphere, it's this phrase, Yishav Hadas, just total, total calm. Total calm. Doesn't mean bittle, as we're going to see, it doesn't mean not doing anything and not caring about anything. It means doing everything and yet not having a care in the world. 
doing everything, but with Yishuv Hadas. Ubi Inyan Zeh says Rabbi Nassim, when it came to this Inyan of Yishuv Hadas, Hayachidish Nifla. Rabbi Nachman was an absolute wonder in terms of how he was able to maintain this spirit of calm, of total calm. Umachma Zeh. And he says, He says, you can't even start to describe it because it was just something you had to experience. How a person could be so busy and so conscious and so focused and, and accomplishing so much, but at the same time, there's just an atmosphere of, of total calm and total, like a settled mind. says Because he was so calm, He just had time for everything. He had time for everything. He had time for everyone. And somehow things just worked out. And it's a counterintuitive thing because you think that if a person had a much more maybe focused like internal energy that he just has so much to do and he's busy focusing on trying to do this and do that and the other thing and running from one thing to the next and trying to cram it all in, you think he'd get a lot more done. And Reb Nassim says counterintuitively that's not the case. Like they say in English, slow and steady wins the race. That was Rabbi Nachman's thing, was steady. Steady, with, without any bewilderment. And we've learned this in previous uh, Sichas as well. I think Rabbi Nachman has a Lashen earlier in Sichas around that we learned, al nivhal, right? Not to become bewildered. Do a lot, but do it with joy. Do it with a hop in your step. You're not being pressured. It's a privilege. It's not pressure. It's a pri- You have to exchange one P for the other P. It's not pressure. It's privilege. One step at a time. There's a lot to do. What a privilege. <laughs> That's it. And you go with a sense of yishavadas, calm, appreciating every little bit that you can do while striving to achieve more. Everything with a sense of calm. And therefore, he had time for everything. He was chilling. He was also doing a lot, but he was doing it in a very relaxed way. The spirit of, of, of calm. Rabbi Nachman, and here we begin to see a little bit of the emergence of what we're about to learn in terms of how he wanted to guide others. Rabbi Nachman was learning super, super quickly. Very quickly. In one hour, he was learning many, many pages of Shulchan Aruch. With all of the, the commentaries. That are printed, right? In the larger print of Shulchan Arach that's printed with the Taz and the Shach and the Magan Avram, like he says, the, the Turizav and the Magan Avram, the Be'er Agoyla, Prichadash, Ater Zikanim, all the different Pirushim that are printed in small lettering around the four or five lines of actual Shulchan Arach written by Rav Yosef Karo and the Ramah, the glosses, which are followed by the Ashkenazi Jews, that are printed on the page of Shulchan Arach, but around them, is just an incredible amount of commentary. And Rabbi Nachman was just pounding through them, page after page after page, in a very, very speedy fashion. All the different names of the different commentaries as they change from volume to volume. And Rabbi Nachman said, While everybody else is busy preparing themselves for davening in the morning, from the time that you first get to shul and then get to make your coffee and then get to sit around and schmooze a bit and then by the time the chevra actually got around to start davening, Rabbi Nachman said, He had already learned four davening while everybody else is, is, you know, is, is getting themselves ready. So that was his energy. He was like super focused and no time to waste. And he didn't. 
And he was able, with this method, to cover a tremendous amount of ground, as we're going to see in the, quote-unquote, the second chapter. It's artificial. I just split it up. But we're gonna, I think it helps to help us focus on um, you know, each step along the way in Sicha Ein Vav. Whatever he learned, Gemara, whatever he was learning, Gemara or Halachas, whatever, very, very quick he, he learned, very quickly. Okay, and now we're going to learn about not just how Rabbi Nachman learned, but the way in which he wanted to guide others to do the same. One of the unique things about Rabbi Nachman, also something that we've said in previous shiurim, is that here was a person who embodied everything that he taught. He literally was just giving advice, not based on what he learned in some safer that this is a good thing to do. It's because that's what he did. And the way that he learned how to do this, sometimes he got from earlier guidance and sometimes it was just his own etzas that he discovered along the way and he wanted other people to be able to access and to attain what he accessed and attained which was a life bursting with meaning and contextualized in a spirit of calm and balance and health isn't that what we want and that's everything that every person in the world wants Rabbi Nachman wanted to give that to us so he said listen I can only tell you what I did and that's what he did. He didn't have two standards. He wanted every single Jew to be able to access what he did. He said that explicitly. He said that if you'll follow my eight size, my advice, he said, you can become a tzaddik. He said, kamoini mamish. Mamish on my madrega. Whatever I reached is within the capacity of all of us to attain. On our, on our madrega, but mamish to a try to follow these pieces of advice. So here Rabbi Nachman takes his own personal derech alimud, which in Breslev is a reference to this sicha, it's called the Derech Halimut in Breslev, and he wanted to, to give it over to us. And here goes. V'siper imanu harbe Says Reb Nassim, he spoke to us a very, very great amount about this Derech. Shetayv lilmaid b'mihiros. It is very good to learn quickly. We would call this, I think, in modern parlance, we'd call this bikiyas, as opposed to bi'iyun. Bikiyas means to just be in, like, in, like have expertise in a very wide uh, range of different limudim. And not to get caught up on the details. Learn what's in front of you and move on. Learn the next piece of Gemara and, learn, and move on without getting sunken into the hair-splitting dialectical details of, of, the, of the theoretics and and the pilpal of, of learning. These two things are the foundation for Rabbi Nachman's Derech Alimud. Simplis, simplicity, simple and quick. And these two things, of course, go hand in hand because one of the obstacles to learning quickly is that we're not learning simply. We're not learning simply. Take the standard way that the yeshivas are teaching us how to learn Gemara. Right away, there's Gemara, Rashi, and Taisvis. Some Taisvisin, it would be interesting to know, to ask a real Talmud Chacham, you know, like what percentage of the Taisvisin are like this and what percentages are like that. Some Taisvisin are literally Pshat-oriented. And they'll ask a Kasha and Rashi, and they'll say that it can't be Pshat. I just had this morning, we're learning in Kedushin, and there's two different ways of learning the Gemara. Rashi has one pshat, Taisus has another pshat. That's fine. That's a Taisus that's local, 
That's a Tosfos that's on the daf, and it's relating to what we're learning and just what the shaklavatari is. That's called pshat. But an, a very large amount of Tosfosin are not, so to speak, on the daf. They are looking at Gemaras all over Shas, analyzing the way in which we understand those Gemaras and saying, wow, well, if we understand that sugya there, so then it, it doesn't seem to fit with our sugya here. And then Tysus will go on to a whole uh, journey of how, to, of how to make a chilek to define, and, and, and the halacha gets more specific. But already, if we're doing that, then it's already not pshat. That's, that's, already, that's already beyond pshat. It might be super useful. I don't mean to say that that Hashem, it's pointless or it's theoretics. It's not theoretics. If I used that word before, I shouldn't have. It's not theoretics, right? Because there are halachic implications. If you look in the Beis Yosef, on so many halachas, it's it's learned out from Chidushim and Taisvis, right? That don't seem to be pshat oriented. They certainly have a practical implication. That's okay if you're learning Aliba de Hilchasa. But then you begin with the Shulchan Arach and the Beis Yosef instead of starting with the Gemara, you know, learning a Masechta and then branching off into all areas of Halacha because you learned the Taisus that happens to talk about, you know, uh, uh, some some Halacha in a totally different Masechta while you're learning Hilchas, you know, A and you're learning all of a sudden something that has no connection to it, right? There's a way of learning the practical application of that. But usually these two things don't go together. Usually if you're learning if you're usually if you're learning Gemara, so then you're learning it for the pshat of the actual Gemara that you're learning. But this is not usually the way that we're learning in yeshivas. In yeshivas, it's the opposite. It's not zrizos because it's not pshitos, and so we end up getting extricated into not extricated. That's the opposite. We end up getting sunk very deeply into one sugya, analyzing all aspects of it and building out a whole range of topics that are somewhat linked and connected in the Rishonim and in the Achreinim. And then in the meantime, we might not even have clarity in what the Gemara actually says. Like here, we might be able to come out with some very fancy Chiddush that can answer up, you know, 10 steers and Rambam, you know, that you, you happen to learn because one of the points that the Rambam focuses on is your Gemara. But all of a sudden, it's already become something else. It's, it's already something, you're not really learning the Gemara. All of a sudden, you're learning Taira, but it's something else. That's, that's not Pshitos, and therefore it's not Zerizos. And so in a whole winter's mind, in many yeshivas, you cover four, five, six plot. It depends. Some, some go faster, some go slower. But that wasn't the Rebbe's Derech. That wasn't the Rebbe's Derech at all, at all, at all, at all. And we're going to learn next week that the Rebbe wasn't the first one to talk about the importance of needing to go slow. We're going to see from the Maral that the Maral himself said, first learn the Gemara and Rashi, and then after we finish Shas, go back to Taisvis. That's what the Maral said. A whole different way of learning. It's a whole different way of learning, and it's good to know, again, if it's not at our stage and age, and we happen to be in yeshiva, and we're not learning on our own time, okay, we're, we're learning in a certain derech, and that's fine. But to know that something else exists, that, that, that there is another approach, to know that there is another approach, and let every Jew, in the spirit of individuality, in the spirit of Lima Taira, understanding that every neshama is rooted in another letter of the Taira, let every Jew be exposed to the range of drachim and let him choose. And let him choose. We have to follow our heart when it comes to these things. What's, what's the approach for me? What's the approach for you? Rak lilmed bepshitos bezrizos. Simply 
quickly. Like we just described, not to allow ourselves in the course of learning one particular Gemara to start getting dragged into a whole bunch of, 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 of different stuff that might be fascinating, might be important, might be even even have practical implications for Allah. You can, if you're conscious of it and you're learning in this way, Iyun, I'm talking about Iyun. You can you can sort of feel out. Okay, when is this? When are we getting lost? Like now now we're like in a whole different area of halacha. It's connected because it flows from one paragraph in the ritva to the next. But we're already not in the sugya, you know. And you have to pull back at that point. Depends how you're learning. For me, for example, my chavrusa that I have in the in the morning gemar chavrusa. We are just learning pshat. So it doesn't mean that we won't look at Taisus if we feel that there's something that's not being resolved. You look and see if there's a pshat oriented Taisus. So you need pshat. You can look and reshine it. But like just this morning, we had we had a ritva, and the ritva said something clear about learning the pshat. But all of a sudden, the ritva started going into all areas of other Allah. And we said, okay, we've gotten what we needed from the ritva. We're not doing this now. We are learning this gemara, and we want to learn this amud because you can get really lost. And that wasn't the rebbe's derech. Pshitos, but not to be. And he uses the word mivalbel, and this could, this is a common experience you could get confused get confused and and you end up not having this and you end up not having that you end up not having the pshat in the actual gemara and you also don't end up remembering all the different stages and steps in all of what we were learning see he says not to become confused to go from one area of limud to another stay on the daf learn what you're learning there locally get pshat this is what the text is saying. This is what the Gemara is saying. And that's good. And move on. And if you come to something that you, you simply can't understand, he says, okay, you work on it. Work on it. But don't spend so much time there. You make a mark like Rabbi Nachman told Rabbi Nassim when he was beginning to learn Kabbalah and he was complaining that there were some areas of the Ariyah that he couldn't understand, says the Rebbe. It's not a problem. Make a mark and carry on. And he said, the ne- and then when you come back to the beginning, after you've learned the whole Shemana Sharam, whatever he was learning from that Rizal at that time, then you'll understand it a little bit more deeply. You'll be able to erase that mark that you made. And then you might have other marks that still remain. Okay, go, f- go further again. That was the Rebbe's Nakuda. And I think that's the, really the foundation of this whole sicha, which we'll get to, is abyssal, like I say in Yiddish, in Breslov, abyssal is eichgit, which means a little bit is also good. Now, a little bit is also good could mean quantitatively or qualitatively. And over here, Rabbi Nachman is certainly not saying a little bit is also good quantitatively because he's about to have us finish Kala Tarakula every year. So that's not what he means. But qualitatively, Rabbi Nachman says, Abyssal is Eichgit. You understand it on, a, on, a, on a, some level? Okay, so you got it. But not to, not to ruin your whole day, so to speak, quantitatively by just focusing in on one line and you can't understand it. This is a hard Gemara. You make a mark, you try it, and you move on, carry on. If you're not able to understand, says the Rebbe, don't spend so much time. Leave it, and carry on journeying. Says the Rebbe, why? Because certain parts of the Gemara are not worth working so hard on because, like, who cares? 
That's not what the Rebbe means. The Rebbe wants that we should understand everything. The Rebbe is just giving an Eitzah. He's saying that, well, there are two ways of understanding something. On the one hand, you have a question. You can't move forward. Usually, by the way, if you have a big question on something, the Gemara is going to probably address it in two lines. You know, how many times in our learning do we, like, that's it. It's the end of the Seder. You have to walk around and bother every, you know, Shalom, Meshav, and the Yeshiva. Then you come back down like an idiot, and you read the next Rosh, and you say, oh. <laughs> like, you know, so sometimes the Rebbe says it's just not a good, it's not a good derech. Just keep on learning, and I'll he says, you'll, you'll understand it. Memela, because you need context. What you couldn't understand first. You cover ground, you're able to get a much bigger uh, perspective on it. And he said, and this is a little bit more radical. You don't even need to learn. Just to say the words. Just to just to say the words like you would out of a out of a sitter. I hope that we understand the words in a sitter, but at least that's a more uh, you know basic understanding of, of what it means to just say words. To say the words of the Gemara. And again, the focus here is not on an easy way out. The focus is on Yavin, right? Again and again, the Rebbe keeps on saying, and then you will understand. The Rebbe wants us to understand Torah. He doesn't mean to say, okay, now you can just sit and, and you know, read the whole Torah. It's not going to work, right? But the Rebbe says, we're trying to understand. We're going through it. Sometimes just you read further in the Gemara. You get to see how something works. Read the words. Now next week, we're going to learn that there's a bit of controversy with regard to when just saying words of Torah counts as Torah study. And we're going to see that it's not so simple that this is true for Gemara. And the Rebbe doesn't make a chilek here. We're going to learn from the Shulchan Aruch HaRav that Magan Avram says very clearly that just saying this, uh, just, just using this method to just read like the Gemara is not counted. That, that's, not, that's, not what, you know, that's not what Liban Atara means. And the Shulchan Acharav makes a chilek and says that that's only about Tar Shabal Peh. Tar Shabal Peh, we need to understand it, to, again, to the best of our ability. Tar Shabal however, you open up a nach, it's mamish, mamish, limanat taira. Even though you don't understand it, you can just read through the Nevi'im and you'll understand a lot more than you'd understand if you didn't read it without understanding. That's a very basic math. You will have a much better chance at understanding some nach if you open it up and just read it through than if you never open it at all. That's just, that's basic, right? And that's what the Rebbe wanted from us. The Rebbe wanted, doesn't, that he wanted to get us out of this mindset of perfectionism. Don't have to understand everything absolutely a million percent. And just because you, there were five pages out of 30 that you didn't understand, it doesn't mean that the rest of the 25 pages you should be held back from engaging with. Gotta give it your all, but don't get caught up. And that goes back to what the Rebbe said earlier, Yishav Hadas. The main thing is, like, why, wh- what are we doing this for, right? That's what the Rebbe always goes back to and what Hasidus always brings us back to. If we're doing this because of some social status or pressure or needing to, to do this and accomplish because our whole sense of worth relies on how much we do, and then it's, it's going to matter because if, you, if you're just reading Nach, no one's going to give you a sticker. You know, like, no, no, it's not like a Davar Chashev, it's, it's not a big deal. But if we're doing it because it's about kvayt shamayim and it's not pressure, it's privilege. What does chus we have to be able to learn Hashem's Torah and to be able to spend our time in a meaningful way and there's no pressure and we're just trying to do our best. So then everything changes. Everything changes. The whole atmosphere within which and what's 
inside of us, like compelling us to this limud, you do what you can with tremendous joy. And that's what Rav Nassim said, you'll end up accomplishing a whole lot more than having this sense of anxiety and pressure around being mamish medactic, what you need to learn, what you need to understand, what you need to accomplish. You just move, you move, you move, you move, you win some, you lose some, you just keep on going. That's what the Rebbe wanted from us, not perfectionist mindset, just to serve Hashem the best that we can. And so this is the most radical level, I'd say, of the Sicha is just saying it alone. Parenthetically, I'll also mention that the Chidah says very clearly that when it comes to Zayar HaKadosh, which is really difficult to understand, both because of the terminology, it's in a different dialectic of Aramaic than even the Gemara, and because of the concept, the subject matter, the Chidah says, you should say Zayar HaKadosh every day. Just zag in Yiddish, just say it. Get yourself a set of Zayar HaKadosh and just read it through. Chidah says it's such a tikkun for the neshama. What a tikkun cleans you out, even though you don't understand it. I would suggest maybe that is itself the tikkun. How humbling is that? Every morning you sit down for 20 minutes and read a book you don't understand. It's unbelievable. <laughs> that itself is such a tikkun. There's such humility there. You don't need to understand everything all the time. But just to do something, just to do something, and to believe that it's working, to believe that the words are going in, believe that your neshama understands, well, very, very well, your neshama understands. So that's about the Zara Kaddish. For sure you can do this, just to say the words. Without pressure. I'm opening it up. i got to understand everything. Just learn. You're going to get caught up in the, in the beginning because you could ask 2,000 questions on the first two words of the Mishnah, but sometimes you just have to learn a Mishnah. You could do the same thing with the Gemara. Like, let's learn the Gemara first, then go back. That was the Rebbe's derech. And I say that for those of us that were educated in yeshivas, this is not just not the derech of the yeshivas. I would say that this is like somewhat of the, the contrast in a certain sense to some of the prevailing attitudes and methodology in the yeshiva. So it's just good to know there are other approaches. doesn't mean one is right and one is wrong, but to know that there are different drachim in Yiddishkeit. Very, very important for us to know. Very important. Right? Put your whole mind into it. You sit down and you want to start to learn. Focus. Focus, focus, focus. And just say, with the, you're trying to understand it. Say, read it through. If you don't understand now, you'll understand things a little bit later when you become more familiar, more fluent with concepts and topics. And again, I just want to clarify, I don't believe the Rebbe meant that if a person doesn't know Lashon HaKadosh and you sit down and you're reading, so somehow you're going to understand. You don't, you don't know the language. If I sit down and read Mandarin Chinese, you know, first of all, I won't even be able to read it, but we sometimes grow up in a system where we could read Hebrew, but we have no idea what Hebrew means. So that's, that's not a very, you know, it's, it's, I don't think the Rebbe meant that, right? You have to know like what the actual words mean. Otherwise, what value is there? And you won't come to understand it because you're not going to learn a language by reading the language if you don't have any frame of reference for what the words mean. But Baruch Hashem, today there are so many English um, options for learning, for Gemara, so many online on Safari, you have an option to just click English and not have the Hebrew. It could be very distracting to learn the Aramaic, very important to invest time to learning Aramaic. You could read the Gemara in English. You can totally do that. And there are so many other Sfarim that are not Gemara, as we're going to see, that are also part of Torah. 
that the yeshivas may not focus on. And they're not in Aramaic. They might be in Hebrew, which some of us might have an easier time with. You can read through those. And if even those, they come with English translations. Just read through them. Cover ground. Cover ground. Cover ground. See a lot of Torah. Pick up a lot of ideas. Things will start to connect. It's a mayach gadol. It's a big, 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 big mind. Big way of approaching Torah. Finally, says the Rebbe, And then if there are certain things that you absolutely do not understand, again, in the Seder of Bikiyas, Ion is different, says the Rebbe, So what? Right? Which is like a shocking thing to hear at Sadiq say about like not understanding something. But again, in the Derech Halib, so you don't understand. So you don't understand. We have to understand that we're talking about a trade-off. There's always going to be a trade-off. The Rebbe says what, according to him, in his derech, if we feel drawn to this, if this is what we want to follow, it's not compulsory, but in this derech, says the Rebbe, we're trying to achieve ribuy halimud, a tremendous amount of Torah study, to amass knowledge, to see lots of areas of Torah, the Gemara, and the Midrashim, and the Mishnayis, and Tanakh, and, 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 the Kisvi Rizal and the Paiskim and the Chasidish Farm. There's so much to learn, says the Rebbe. Gotta move. Azman Katsava Amalachim Ruba. And again, not to become bewildered or discouraged. We're going to learn that at the end of the Sicha. Gotta, gotta take it easy also a little bit, right? We shouldn't be feeling bad about ourselves and beating ourselves up. We have to deal with the reality of our limitation. However, all this having been said, if we analyze our day and we start to cut out all the stupidities, it turns out we have a whole lot more time to learn and there are in-between moments and moments to steal some time. We're going to get into that as well. So the Rebbe wants us to learn a lot. And that's what we're aiming for. That's our objective. Riboy Halimud. Says the Rebbe, there's going to be a trade-off. Just like there would be a trade-off if our whole focus was just understanding the deepest depth of every single word in the Gemara, you're going to miss out on learning other Masechdas. You're going to miss out on learning other areas of Torah. So the Rebbe says there's going to be a trade-off. And the way that the Rebbe sees the benefit of learning tons of Torah, the Rebbe can use this terminology as a trade-off to say, if you don't understand every word, that's not what we're aiming for. So Mabakach, right? That's a trade-off. Ki lim, ki, ki, um, that's the main thing. And now the Rebbe quotes the Gemara and Shabbos. It's a machlokes in different areas in the Gemara. What's better, Sinai, Oikaharim, and so on. But the Gemara and Shabbos tells us this is a derech that the Gemara itself gives us for learning Gemara. To learn the information and then to go back and analyze. And even if a person doesn't really know and understand it, just learn through it. Shanamar's the Pasig says, Garsa Nafshi Latava. Garsa means I just learned a copious amount of learning. Why? Because Garsa Nafshi Latava, because I just I love Torah and I want to and I want to learn. And it's very hard for my Nishama to be constrained within one particular sugya and one particular thing and to sit here for six months. I have to move. I have to my, my Torah is, is chashka for bikiyas. My nefesh. Says the Rebbe, through a lot of learning, learning quickly, you're going to be able to learn a lot 
Al Yedeze Yisker Lavar Kama Pa'amim Elo Asfarim Shaloimid. Says the Rebbe, you'll end up getting both. Again, this is not an ultimate trade-off, meaning to say you'll have a lot of information, but you really won't understand it very well. Says the Rebbe, no. If you follow this derech, you'll end up with both. You'll end up with a tremendous amount of ideas, of knowledge in, 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 in Torah, and you'll end up understanding it better because you'll be able to go over things again and again. You'll memela have the context. When Tysus brings a comparison between one area of halacha and another, he, he knew all the Gemaras first. What we do is that, okay, we, we learn a Tysus. Now Tysus makes a reference to some Gemara in Ksubis. We never learned the Gemara in Ksubis. So what's the first thing? We got to look up the Gemara. That's a backward way. That's not how Tysus, right? Tysus, obviously, the question came up Mimela because Tysus was dealing with a wealth of the entire Torah that he was familiar with. And then the connection started to happen on their own. Imagine that. If in the derech of the yeshivas, we would teach just the Gemara and Rashi. And then after that, maybe a few times, a person would go and start to learn Tysus. It would, it, would, it would be unbelievable. Imagine, and, and all of you and, and myself, I assume on some level have experienced this where you get to a Taisvis that makes reference to a, another Gemara that you know really well. It's a Machaya. You don't have to go now and open up the, you know, the, the Masechta to look it up and get into that Sugya and then understand the depth. You know what Taisvis is asking. And you could have asked the same question yourself because you understood the source material. That's what the Maral wanted. And that's what Rabbi Nachman is speaking about. You'll go back again and you'll understand things so much more deeply because you'll be able to learn Sfarim again and again and again. Ligamram to finish them. And then to go back and start them again. So you end up spending a lot of time on one daf, but not because you sat on it for four days, let's say, but because you went through the whole Masechta four times. So you end up spending just as much time and getting just as deep an understanding of it, but now you've also gained the fact that you can see it in context. And then you're coming to a much deeper understanding. If you didn't understand it the first time, you'll understand it the second time. Or the third time. What you did not understand in the beginning. Whatever is possible for us and each of us individually have our own unique levels of understanding. There's no objective, uh, you know, goalpost for like what learning needs to look like. Every one of us has our own, our own capacity. And within that capacity, we can excel. We can find our chalik in Torah. Not to give me someone else's portion. Give me my portion in your Torah. Rabbi Nachman spoke about this a lot. This was his derech halimud, which differed from some of the derech halimud, certainly of the non-chasidim, but even of the chasidim. It was something different. As with many, many, many of these teachings that we're learning, it's very difficult to like give it over in writing because it's more atmospheric. It's more contextual than content related. He's trying to give over a mindset. And a mindset is it's very difficult to put down in writing. It's sort of we're always dancing around it. And in dancing around it, so then we sort of get the picture. It's like you want to draw a circle on a paper. There are two ways of doing that. You can either take a pen and draw a circle, or you can fill in everything else on the page but the circle, and you have a circle. 
That's how Rabbi Nachman's teachings work. He's not trying to like draw a circle for you. He's, he's just sort of trying to give over an approach, an approach that's a unified approach. It's the same approach that we learned in Tzicha Ayin Hei Tfila is the same thing of Tyra. It's, it's the same energy. It's an energy of compassion. It's an energy of tremendous drive, but with patience, with Yishavadas. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Hashem-oriented approach that has very little to do with societal expectation of one kind or another. Says Rav Nassan, it's very hard to say this all you know, in actual writing. Says Rav Nassan, it is a very good approach to learning Torah. Because through this, we end up learning a lot. And you're going to finish lots of Masechtas and finish lots of different Sfarim. And we're going to even understand it better. More than if we would have learned with this incredible kind of diktuk learning with a very strong focus on the details and the hair splitting and the and the comparisons and, and so on, because this really complicates things and there's no reason to do so. And here he says it, and this is of course true, and you and I know people like this, they just stopped learning altogether. Because they weren't feeling any sense of satisfaction. How do you feel satisfaction after a winter's mama? You walk out knowing eight blot in a second parak of a mesechta. Like, and, and then you don't even remember them. You just don't remember them. Because how could you remember them? You spend so little time in the Gemara and so much time on all this other complicated stuff, which maybe at the time you wrote some notes on, but then two months later you look back at the notebooks. You have no idea what you yourself wrote because you're not in the sugya anymore. And it takes a tremendous amount of effort to get back in the sugya, etc. I'm not saying anything new. I, I think that there are many Yidin here who have gone through the yeshivas that can, um, that can relate to, 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 to what I'm describing here. It's, it's, it's something that unfortunately has caused many to stop learning altogether, even while it has produced tremendous tzaddikim and ga'inim and tzaddikim. Because like I said before, different yidin need different drachim. And there are many, many, many Jews for whom the derech and the yeshivas today works, and it works brilliantly. And you see, they, they, they become tzaddikim and matsumim. Guess what? The derech in the yeshivas did not work for another gadol who became a Talmud Chacham Atzim, perhaps the greatest of all. And his name, of course, was Rav Chaim Kanievsky Zatzal. Rav Chaim Kanievsky's derech halimud was the Breslover derech halimud. Not because Rabbi Nachman wrote about it. Maybe yeah, maybe no. I, I don't know. But it's Yadua that from a very young age, Rabbi Chaim Kanievsky did his own thing in learning. And he was just going through Shas again and again and again and again and again. And who knows if Reb Chaim would have not had the courage to forge his own path if, if we would even be talking about him today. I just don't know. He became Reb Chaim because he understood what his neshama needed from learning. And it wasn't an easy way out and it wasn't to spite anyone. It was just very humbly what he knew was right for him. And every person needs to know that there are different drachim in Yiddishkeit and we can you know, we talk about kids that are off the derech and, and maybe it's not, it's not like they're off the derech. It's we push them off because our derech is so incredibly narrow and we expect they have to do this and learn like this and look like this and think like this. And it's just not them. It's just not them. And they can't. And maybe it's not their fault. And I don't know if it's a matter of fault, but I think that it gives me at least a lot of comfort to know that the derech, 
particularly the derech of learning, is a lot broader than some of us might be mistaken to believe. Umu'uma le'nisha biyadam, says Zerb Nassim, it turns out that in the end, even though on the one hand it looks like a far more intense kind of learning, they end up not learning at all. They just end up not learning at all. So what's better? And another point, and this is a point that I, I very much makertoyed to Rabbi Shimon Meyer, who is joining us as usual for this year, because his father has written a sefer called Kach Magim in Lashon Hakodesh, and I don't know if it's if it's a, is it free, Rabbi Shimon? Do we have a, like a PDF that, or, or or he still sells it, huh? Does it... it's for sale? They actually it has a English and Hebrew one. Some of them might be um, sold out, but. Uh... Uh, I'll keep you posted, Riyako, and you'll let people know in the next Okay, okay. So we'll let the Chavar know how they can get their hands in it. Rabbi was kind enough to send me some some of, of the Sefer, and I saw another thing also that is a, a, a PDF um, called What If I Can't Learn or something like that, which I did read this morning, and in preparation for this year. And basically the bulk of the Sefer is just talking about people who really could have accomplished a lot and because they accepted the derech halimud in the yeshivas to the exclusion of the possibility that there's anything else to learn other than Gemara or that there's any other way to learn than Ion with Dikdukim and, and the way that it's learned in yeshivas, they missed out on so many opportunities because the Ion style of learning assumes a certain set of very specific circumstances. It assumes lots of time. It assumes yishavadas. It assumes certain things that just when life unfolds for, for the bulk of us that aren't able to sit and learn either b'daychak or being supported or without getting into that whole thing now, but like we have families and we have jobs and we have responsibilities and we're people and etc. So the Ian style, it's just... It's, it's not always possible when you have five, 10 minutes. Or if you're driving to work, you just can't sit and listen to an Ian shir. And for many of those chevra that didn't believe that anything other than Ian is called learning, and they just decided not to learn at all, which is so crazy. Because that's certainly not what the yeshivas mean to teach. Of course not. How could it be? So we have to understand it's important to be makabala derech in learning bi'iyun. It's certainly important, as Rabbi Nachman is going to tell us himself, we need to have a seder and iyun every day. That's without a question. And to be makabala derech, and like I heard, B'Shem Rav Levi, it's like Bender, from Rav Mata Frank Shlita, who I had a lengthy conversation with about this, and addition some other Breslau Ramashbim as well, just to find out like how this is applied. And he said, Rav Levi Yitzchak said that the adults should learn like Rabbi Nachman, but the children and the Bachar in Yeshiva, he wanted that they should be trained in Ion. That's that's the that that was Rabbi Yitzchak's focus, right? I don't I don't know Bachrim. I'm not sure. I have to look back at whether he meant like Cheder, like kids, and I don't know. I have to I have to find out exactly what age, what the cutoff is. But Al Kapanim, there's space for that. There's room for that, but not to the exclusion of just learning, learning anything, and however you feel comfortable learning it. We can learn so much more if we go in this in this derech, right? So he says, If a person goes and starts to learn quickly without too many diktukim, 
things will be clear. You'll learn a lot. Gemara, you're going to learn Shas, Upoiskim Kulam, and the Halachic works. It's doable. It's doable. We just have to develop a, a, um, a, sto- a, a to, to, to understand the style of what it means to learn quickly, not getting too caught up, to learn what we can, and then go back over it again. And that, says Rebbe Nachman, is called learning. And over here, Rebbe Nachman says, and this will come to the end, As we've learned, Rebbe Nachman said that his, his chasidim should be learning every well, before every year, he says, while a person's alive in this world, we should see every page in Shas, just to see it, even if you're learning it on a very basic level, very quickly, even just reading it. And there Ibn Achman, in a moment perhaps of extremity or of yearning, more likely, Ibn Achman said, well, here's all the things we should be learning every day. You ready? So much. That ligmar b'cholashana, that every year a Jew should finish shas im harif v'harash with the halachic writings of the riff and the rash ba'arba shulchanar chagdoylim v'chol hamidrashim kulam all the midrashim chol sifri zayar v'tikunim v'zarechadash v'chol sifri kabbalah me'arizal. That's where Benachman wanted that a Jew should be learning uh, each year. Gam tzrichin lulmaid ezashir b'yamiksas ion, and also as we said, we should learn ion. Every day, have a shir in Ian where you're focused on one area of learning, going slower, learning it properly, and so on. And then he said, lots of other things, because you've got to say lots of te'elim, of course. And then an hour for a spite to this. So when you put it all together, um, it's, it's quite a lot. And then when he was speaking about how much we should aspire to cover, he spoke about, well, in what way? In going very quickly, very quickly. Have a say to go quickly, learning, learning quickly. Not getting bogged down. Says Reb Nassim, quite um, strongly and quite securely, and it seems that he was talking from experience, Says Reb Nassim, we've tried this and it works. <laughs> very simple. It works. We've tried this and it works. This Derech Halimud works. It's different. It requires an investment. Not for everybody, but we've tried it and it works. Then we'll just do five and then we'll, we'll four and then we'll come back next week to five and some of the other sources. With regard to Chazara, with regard to reviewing, the Rebbe did not want to review that a person should review something right away after he learns it. Learn the whole thing from beginning to end and then go back to the beginning. Start again. Go back to the beginning, do it again, and then time after time after time. So this again, like going back to the beginning with this, we'll finish. Like we said, this is different. 
It's different. It's a departure from the standard approach in the yeshivas, but it's good to know because this, the approach in the yeshivas may not be for everyone. Just like Rabbi Nachman's derech might not be for everyone. And there are different yidin that need different things, but it's tremendous to know for ourselves and for our children that this is a thing. This is this is a hasaga. You can finish Kalatara Kula. You can learn simply. You don't need to get caught up in every tiny detail. And if you don't understand, you make a marking, you keep on going. And there's an Indian to finish something that you start at the beginning and finish at the end and then go back to the beginning and and go it again. There's a tremendous amount of learn to, to learn. We can take time and 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 mamish learn however much we can. Um, um, five minutes here, ten minutes there, and so on. And I I, I really can't finish this <laughs> this sicha without just doing one line from from number five. And and with this, will mamish finish. Gam amar leval nivel misa. This isn't perhaps the main thing. This is not meant to be to make us discouraged. That's not what the sikha is here for. It's meant to be the most encouraging thing you've ever heard on Lima Natayra. That's what it's supposed to be. How encouraging it is that everyone has a chelik and everyone has a has a way of learning that's matim for them and and just reading the words, etc. Not meant to make you bewildered, but the Rebbe says it's a lot. That he wants you to learn mamash the whole entire day. Whoa, it's it's a lot. It's good to aspire to that, but it could be very discouraging. Says the Rebbe, no, that's not the intention. Many, many ways and pathways to Hashem. That's what this whole sikha is about, within Lima Natar. But what if a person is not cut out for learning at all, of any kind, etc., even within the system, which accommodates everyone, but a person might have a different nakuda. Says the Rebbe, you can be an ish kasher be'emes, Nothing to do with learning how much you know, how much you don't know, how much you can, how much you can't, what your circumstances are. No discouragement, no pressure, privilege. Step after step with Yishev Adas, there's a lot to learn. There's a lot that we can chaparain, especially with this derech, five minutes here, ten minutes there. You walk around with a pocket safer, you cover one page, two pages, not super orderly. You have to do this amount to that amount. You just, you pick up where you left off and you carry on. And before you know it, you finish things, you finish things, you finish things. And, and, and then you go back to the beginning and you get a deeper Havana in it. And this is the derech halimut of Rabbi Nachman. Zechusa yagun aleinu v'alkal Yisrael. Amen. Uh, very important, very, very important and encouraging for people to know. And Be'ezus um, Hashem will spend another uh, probably sheer or two on this sicha going into some of the other sources. You see, it's not some radical Breslov thing like none of Rabbi Nachman's stuff are. It's just people just don't know. But there are many, many, many tzaddikim that spoke about this, that bemoaned the way that the learning is being done. And, uh, and, and it's very encouraging to know that we, we can cover this amount calmly, with joy, and with gratitude. We have this privilege of being among those that are connected to Limana Torah, yearning to learn, and are able to learn, each of us on our own level, um, quickly, simply, and we should be zeicha, kach magiyim, we should be zeicha to it. Be'ezus Hashem Izbarach. Okay, so thank you for joining me. It's a bit chaval that we couldn't get the last th- three lines in, but that's also okay. See, don't have to finish everything. Just do what you can. Okay, Yashar Kach, thank you so much for joining. Wishing everybody the most wonderful rest of the week. It's a, it's a very special sicha. Keep it in mind, sicha ayin vav, very famous sicha, and so clearly presented. It's a it's a whole derech. It's a different derech. It's a whole new approach to learning. And as um, Hashem, we should fill our time with good things. As Hashem. Okay. Wishing everybody an amazing rest of your day and week. Kaltev. Thanks for joining.